everyone, and welcome to episode 160 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and today I'm joined again by Richard. How's it going today, Richard? Hey, Seth, what's going on? Oh, not much. Ready to keep working through this crazy list of Great Designer Search 3 questions. So if you listen to the cast last week, you know that we got about halfway through the 75 multiple choice questions put forth to people trying to do the Great Designer Search 3. So this week, like last week, Richard is actually away, so we're pre-recording this cast, which means one more week without fish mail. Don't worry, we'll be back to fish mail and all the normal stuff next week. In the meantime, we're going to jump back into this big list of questions and get through some more of our Great Designer Search answers. So you ready for it, Richard? Yep, let's do it. So this is part three. So three weeks ago, we did the essay questions. Last week, we did the first part of the multiple choice questions. And today, we're doing the second part of the multiple choice questions. So let's get into it. The card fell into your guardian was banned last year in standard because of an unintended interaction with the planeswalker Sahili Rai. If this interaction was realized late in design, what would have been the best solution? Add one colorless mana to the cost of Felidir Guardian. <laughs> Add Felidir Guardian enters the battlefield tapped. Change Sahili Rai's mana to blue, blue, red so that she's harder to cast. Keep both cards, but add a flexible instant that can destroy either one of Felidir Guardian and Sahili Rai. Change Felidir Guardian's ability to return the permanent to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. I think that... Entering tapped would fizzle the combo, right? But it's pretty clunky. Yeah. Probably the Flicker Wisp. I mean, it's the Flicker. I mean, when we first all read the card, we're like, how come it doesn't have the Flicker Wisp templating? (laughs) Because you could, if it enters tapped, you could have some enter the battlefield pinging effect. That's true. So yeah, I think Flicker Wisp is the way to go. Yeah, Flicker Wisp is correct. Assuming all of the following designs are costed at an appropriate power level and win rate in standard, which would be the least fun to show up in competitive play? A sorcery that destroys all non-land permanents. An enchantment that stops all creatures from attacking. <laughs> A poor lantern! <laughs> hey, that, that's an artifact, Seth. <laughs> oh, that's my bad. An enchantment that lets you name a card, then stops the name card from being cast. An artifact that taps to add three mana to your mana pool. An artifact that causes each player to lose two life during your upkeep. Uh, gotta be the ensnaring bridge enchantment. (laughs) People, I learned that from the last pro tour. People do not like bridge. Yep. What would be a fair cost for bridge? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, jeez. Five? Six? Yeah, maybe maybe five. Five is probably too low, probably six. But that is the correct answer. All right, which of the following cards would be most likely to reprint in a standard legal set? Lawn of War Elves, Sword to Plowshares, Counterspell, Dark Ritual, Lightning Bolt. Ooh. Here we go, Seth. This is an actual pretty hard question. This is ridiculous. Um, Not Dark Ritual. That's gone. Right. Yeah, that's off the list. I guess Swords to Plowshares is probably next, along with Counterspell, as far as being unlikely. Wait, is it, though? 
isn't Fatal Push Swords the Plowshares like you said? Like, it's pretty close. I think Lodowar Elf is gone, no? I, I would lean... My initial thinking when I read this was Lightning Bolt is the one that's most likely to reprint. But I think Counterspell. Counterspell? Maybe so all counterspell. of them are equally powerful, but one of them people hate. <laughs> and that's counter. No one's like, oh my god, you bolted my bird. Right? Or no one's like, oh, bird's paradise. Oh, boo-hoo. But everyone's like, counterspell? Get out of here. <laughs> but no, this is most likely to reprint. Oh, most likely to reprint. Oh, yeah, okay. My bad. So I think Counterspell is out. <laughs> yeah, I think Counterspell and Dark Ritual are near the bottom. So Bolt, I... Swords, or Elf? I think it's between Elf and Bolt. That's what I came down to, too. I'm going to go with Bolt out of the two, but I could see... I have no idea how to choose between the two. <sighs> They're both... I mean... <laughs> If you look at current cards we get in standard, the default version is one more mana than Lana War Elves or Lightning Bolt. So how do you how do you decide? I oh I think I think Elves is more likely because you can make a bolt or a fatal push to balance it out. Okay. Whereas All if right. you have lightning bolt, it's like, well, better put some life gain or something because suddenly all the aggro decks are like really strong. That's a good argument, but... Oh, but uh, Bolt is not even that strong, though. Whereas Lodomore Elf makes your ridiculous Baneslayers and stuff even stronger. Yeah, you start playing three drops on turn two, and... I don't know, that's super close. Right, I'm gonna say I'm, Lightning Bolt. You know why? Because they've recently banned Lodomore Elf from Standard. More recently than Lightning Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> But we also had three mana lightning bolts recently, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll say it's lightning bolts. one of bolts. those two. I'll stick with bolt. Uh, people say lawnmower elves. Ooh. It's close. I don't know. I can yeah. see either one. From a design perspective, what is the biggest problem with this card? Mega bolt. <laughs> three in a red instant deals eight damage to target creature. Seven is a more aesthetic number than eight. Players might find a way to redirect the damage to their opponent. It blurs the line between black and red. It's too much damage for four mana. A card dealing this much damage should be a sorcery. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the aesthetic number thing is silly, so it's not that. Redirecting doesn't seem to be a concern of wizards because it's so fringe. Maybe it's a black and red thing. Why would it be a? Why would this ever be a black card? I don't know, but it's not too much damage. I think we've had things that deal that much damage for that much mana. I, I think I, none of those answers make sense to me. Should be sorcery. When when we've had big damage numbers on a red card, they're usually sorceries, no? Like I, yeah, I guess. It's not too much damage, right? Four mana, eight damage to kill something in red is not that unreasonable. I don't see how this is a black card in any way. None of that... Uh, I, none of those answers seem like real answers to me. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it has to be sorcery. I'm going to go with... Uh, I have to pick something. <laughs> Seven is more aesthetic than eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to... Yeah, I'll go with you, because I have no idea. Oh, it blurs the line between black and red. How 
How is How this is a black true, card? Because black doesn't... What's well, a black direct damage instant? What is a black direct damage spell, like, period? I mean, <laughs> They're very like, rare. There's, like, drain effects. Yes. But that's all I can really Usually think Usually the black kill spells are minus eight, minus eight. And, uh, yeah... And they're not usually instants, I don't think. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe what they mean is eight damage is effectively hard removal. So this is effectively four mana instant speed hard removal. Uh, so it's like a murder of Vraska's contempt. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, all right. All right. Yeah, all right. I can buy that. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. All right. Which of these text boxes would be most likely red flagged as a highly as highly complex for a common creature? Two to white, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, card name gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. When card name attacks, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. One in the red, card name gets plus two, plus O, and gains first strike until end of turn. When card name enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus two, plus two, and trample until end of turn. Which of these is too complex for a common? I think, well, I think I would cross out the ones that just trigger on enter the battlefield or attacks, which leaves us with the first one, two in a white, target creature gets plus one, plus one, or one in a red, card name gets plus two, plus zero. And I think since you're targeting any creature instead of just pumping the creature itself, the the two in a white one is the most complex. Wait, why, why did you remove the triggering one? Because that's not really that complex like you just it just happens once when it enters the battlefield or automatically happens when you attack so that's less complex i think than something you can do repeatedly at instant speed to another creature anytime you want to i don't know that's my i would think it's the second one whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control because you need to remember the trigger for the rest of the game for every other creature you play hmm. whereas like the pump i think we've seen this already like shade like on a shade or something we, we've seen them at common uh when they attack your creature get plus one plus one isn't there that pegasus that gives your things plus one plus one and flying and stuff like that yeah i think, I we've think seen that is a common battle cry effects uh pumping with first strike i don't think is that much worse so the other one is when it enters the battlefield you get plus two plus two and trample but i think the Whenever another creature is more complex than that. I think the top one is still the most complex because... What? Just pump? Well, no, because you get to pump target creature. It's like Ronas almost, where you're choosing any creature you want to give that effect until end of turn. What about... I, what, what was like Oriok Champion or whatever? Is that a common? Uncommon? Rare? <laughs> it's a rare, right? What's Oriok Champion? The life gain The thing? life gain one. Yeah, that's a, that is a rare. Although... That's because it has protection from black and red, uh, I think. More so, because it's just like a soul warden. All right, I'll go with the enter. When I'm going to go with another creature enters the battlefield. You're going with pumping another creature. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes, Why? Still winning. <laughs> I know nothing about magic. <laughs> Why is that more complicated? Because you could target? I think so. That was my thinking, at least. Is it, Yeah. Because you can target other creatures instead of just triggering randomly. But how many times do you miss that? As opposed to missed triggers from entering the battlefield. It also makes it really hard 
because you can do it at instant speed. So, like, in combat, your opponent tries to block. It's really... It adds a lot more complexity to the game, I think, that you can just swing with your team, and then after you see how your opponent blocks, pump whichever uh, yeah, gives yeah, you the I like most that. benefit. That's a fair point. All right. I'm I'm not even qualified to be the janitor here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want me in the building whatsoever. <laughs> uh, you're a... You're playing a multiplayer game. Which pair of mechanics would cause the most confusion if they frequently appear together in a play environment? Modular and scavenge. Oh my god. Okay, what are these abilities? <laughs> so modular is when you die, you can move your plus one, plus one counters? Uh, yes. And scavenge is you can exile from the graveyard and put plus one, plus one counters uh, onto something? Yep. Myriad and battalion. So Myriad is the copy when it attacks for each player. Yep. Uh, Battalion is when you attack with three or more? Yes. Uh, Fabricate and Formidable. Uh, Is Fabricate the plus one, plus one counters? Or Servos. You get to choose. And Formidable is if you have something with four, or total power of eight, I think. Combined power of eight or more. Uh, Miracle and Cycling. So Miracle is if it's the first card you've drawn this turn, you can cast it for a cheaper cost. Cycling Cycling. is... Draw a card. Draw a card. Devour and Exploit. So Devour is... You get to eat creatures when your creature enters the battlefield to get counters and sometimes do something, and Exploit, you sacrifice something to do something. Hmm. Um... Most of those seem like they work really well together. Cycling, Miracles... Modular scavenge. I think the one that I'm most confused by is Myriad and Battalion. Because you're going to wonder, like... Do they count? Does this count as me attacking with three creatures? Or do they come in after and it's too late? So I'm not even sure I know. I mean, I think that you wouldn't trigger a Battalion, but it's very not intuitive. All right. I'll agree with you. And you're correct. I have a new strategy, just copy set. <laughs> <laughs> if we printed an enchantment with the same text as Stabilizer, this was a real card. Players can't cycle cards. It was an artifact, yeah. Which, back in the which color would it be? Green, blue, red, white, black. <laughs> uh, I mean, white is the most prison-y color. Okay, I think that's the you can't color more than, like, uh, if you think of, like, meddling mage effects, yep. uh, you can't activate abilities on artifacts, stony silence, so I guess it would just be another one of those type of hate cards. What what color is cycle associated with? There is no color, right? I think cycling, yeah, is just everything okay. cycles. Because I was going to say, maybe you choose one of the enemy colors, but white, yeah. when I think of, like, prison-y things... I think white, red, and then black. Maybe those three, but white seems the most likely of these colors. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the stony silence theory that white gets those hateful enchantments. White is correct. What is the most appropriate color for this card? Junk pile engineer. Three converted mana costs. Human artificer. Three, two. Pay two, sacrifice an artifact. Look at the top X cards for your library where X is the converted mana cost of the sacrifice artifact, put one of them in your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Green-blue, blue-red, red-white, black-red, white-black. Hmm. Well, I 
think blue has got to be in Isn't there. Is it just a mono blue card? <laughs> yeah. So what blue options do we have? Blue, green, or blue, red? Uh, I mean, blue, artifacts no, are red. Wait, there's only one blue option here, right? Green, there's blue, green... blue, red. Oh, there's two. Yeah. And I think that red is more of an artifact yeah. color than green. So blue, red? Yep. Uh, yep, that's correct. What is the most appropriate rarity? Ooh. Uh, I think this one is definitely rare and probably mythic. Hmm. It's a three, I mean, it's a three to cast three two. So the rate's already like on par. It's not like a zero one yeah. or something. This is very mythic y though. Put one card in your hand. So you sacrifice an artifact and then you search that deep. Maybe it's rare. I think it's rare. I, think it's, I, think, okay. I don't know that it's mythic-y. Enough. Okay, I'll, I'll go with rare. All right, answer you me. is rare. You saved me. <laughs> One of us has to get in R&D, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following changes is set design most likely to make to this card? All right, same card. Make power and toughness the same? Change the number of cards looked at to a locked number rather than caring about converted mana costs. Add the ability to and tap, put an artifact from your hand onto the battlefield. Give the creature haste. Put the cards revealed into the graveyard. Um, Most likely? Most likely. Well, I don't think the ones that just make it strictly better are likely. Like, haste put an artifact from your hand onto the battlefield i think then it would have to be a mythic if you added something like that yeah it would be too good so put cards revealed this way into the graveyard i think that's even an upside it is but it's the least upside <laughs> of all these upsides right what's the, what about the oh. locked number rather than converted mana cost what would that do or power and toughness the same it would be uh, weird if a blue red yeah, card was a three. You can't have three. a three man a three three blue red card. Yeah. So you um, make it like top two cards or top five cards. That really changes it a lot, though, because it's either better or worse. Yeah. Like if you you could sack zero mana artifacts to get more value out of it. Yeah, I mean, let's go graveyard. Graveyard, because if you want to dump a lot of your graveyard, you have to use a high converted mana cost artifact. So it's not even that broken. And you can mill yourself out, so it could be a downside. Yeah. You can only activate it so many times. Uh, okay, you were right, Seth. Locked number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said graveyard. <laughs> I don't know, but then, then you switched over because I convinced you. But it was the locked number one. Oh. Huh. I don't I don't know about this test, Richard. <laughs> they seem, it seems debatable. I don't think they should put these kind of questions as multiple choice. Yeah. All right. Next question. What are the most appropriate colors for this card? Dead Man Walking, CMC7, Shapeshifter Wizard 1-1. When card name enters the battlefield, return target creature from any graveyard to the battlefield under your control. All your creatures then become copies of that creature. This sounds like a fun card. Blue-black, green-blue, blue-red, red-green, black-green. This one seems easy because... Yeah. Reanimation, you need black. Cloning, you need blue. So, Demir, <laughs> blue-black. Demir it is. What is the most appropriate rarity? 
I'm finally going to say mythic. This is it. This is the mythic. Yeah, this we got a mythic. This is the mythic. <laughs> uh, we're right. What change would design not make? Have the creature, have the return creature be sacrificed at end of turn. Have it only get creatures out of the opponent's graveyard. Have it only get creatures out from your graveyard. Give the creature flash. Make it a zero zero creature. I think it's got to be zero zero because. Why would you give it, it flash? <laughs> I think the problem with zero zero is it would just die. And it, w- it would be a spell. Because it would literally, it would go down the battlefield, die, you'd have a trigger on the stack. I think it's, I think it can't be a 0-0 because oh, zero, zero, it would is, die. This is a creature. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was a spell that did the reanimation. So it, it itself is a creature. Yeah, it is a 1-1 one, one creature. So I think it would just die, so it can't be a 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay. That's my thinking. I guess with how the triggers it's work. blue, so it could have flash as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. That is correct. You're designing a set that returns to a plane we've been to before and plan to have humans, wolves, and spirits. <laughs> what world would be most appropriate? Hmm. Hmm. I don't even know if I need the options on this one. Ixalan, Innistrad, Kaladesh, Amonkhet, Zendikar. Uh, sounds like Ixalan stuff to me. <laughs> yeah, you got the, you got the wolf dinosaurs. Oh, uh, it's got to be Innistrad. The Sun Empire spirits. <laughs> Innistrad. Which of the following attributes can be a card in a standard legal set not what mechanically care about? Which, uh, which of the following attributes can a card in a standard legal set not care about? Not mechanically care about. What, is, what does that even mean? Card supertypes, power toughness, card subtypes, expansion symbol, mana cost. Oh, expansion symbol. Yeah, that's the only thing that doesn't impact anything in the game. Unless you're playing Apocalypse Chime in <laughs> Homeland's Block Constructed. Uh, which of the following abilities is R&D least likely to put on a mono-red creature in an upcoming set? Tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Creatures you control have haste. Card name gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. When it enters the battlefield, you may return target sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Card name must attack if able. The, I, the think I think it's eluding because it should be the opposite. Discard, then draw if it's red. But has red been able to return a sorcery? I think they can. Like um, They only cast, right? I think they have spells that return. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. But they're, I'm pretty sure there are. Uh, Charmbreaker Devils is oh, a red card that does it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay. And I think there's a couple other ones. All right, so we'll go with the looter. Uh, correct. All right. We got to finish strong. Uh, according to current design, which of the following enters the battlefield effect is least likely to be at a common creature? Target creature can't block this turn. Destroy target enchantment and opponent controls. You may return target creature to its owner's hand. Return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Well, this makes me very sad, but I think it's Gravedigger. What? Gravedigger has been moved to uncommon. Yeah. I was just, I've been sorting commons all week, and I realized that Gravedigger is now an uncommon. Isn't that, seems so strange? So Mana War is fine. 
Reclamation Sage is fine. Target creature can't block this turn. What's a card that does that? Oh, there's random red, like Innistrad vampires, I remember. Oh, that, yeah. That crossway vampire yep, or something. Yep. And then the pumping. Pumping. Well, I think that that... Well, hmm. I don't know if that's a common or not. I I assume it is? That that would be the other one I would wonder about. So pumping or gravedigger? But I'm pretty sure they move gravedigger to uncommon. All right. I think you're right, because I, I, I actually remembered that when I saw that. <laughs> so we'll go Gravedigger. Uh, Gravedigger is correct. Which of the following sets isn't designed around factions? Ravnica, Shards of Alara, Khanza Tarkir, Ixalan, and Amonkhet. <laughs> Amonkhet? What about Ixalan? Ixalan's like Tribal the tribes. Factions? I, think, I think they count as factions, the tribes. Amonkhet. Because Amonkhet doesn't have any. Yeah, Amonkhet doesn't have anything. Thing like that. All right, Amonkhet is correct. Which of the following mechanics would be the best fit for a Simic Guild from Ravnica? <laughs> Dash, rebra- rebound, proliferate, entwine, undying. Uh huh. So, Dash is red. Rebound is blue. blue. Proliferate. Aren't there Simic cards that proliferate? Ah, I think maybe. I know there's blue. Are there green proliferate cards? Not sure. Uh, Oh, Atraxa is green-ish. No, but she's also blue. What what about Entwine? Entwine is green, right? Entwine is green and blue. I think it's every color, though. Definitely not Undying. Not undying. I think proliferate because you have plus one plus one counters in green. All right. You have actual proliferation. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Even if green doesn't proliferate, it deals with counters and Simic deals with counters. So, all right. Proliferate. That is correct. What is this question? Secondary. (laughs) This is the color or colors that an ability shows up on a somewhat regular basis, but not often as the primary and not always. In as low of rarity as primary. Okay. In which color is secondary at trample? Green, black, blue, white, red. So primary trample green. is green. Secondary trample. So blue definitely no. White yep. has trample. Right? Does it? Doesn't it? Is it, it might. Does it, Does bl- isn't there some, like, unruly mob? or I thought there were some, like, transformed creatures. Oh, there, Thraben, yeah, there is one that transforms. Black, does black doesn't have, get trample. Wait, does Obliterator have trample? It doesn't, right? Or does it? Mm, no, I don't think so. It just makes you sacrifice your stuff. What about red? I can think of some... Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we've thought of a white card that has trample. <laughs> I think it's... Can you think of a second white card with trample? Uh, Not really? I feel like there's red cards with trample, no? There's gotta be. Ball lightning? <laughs> that's like really ball old. Ball lightning? <laughs> that's really old. Or, uh, I, like, how does, how does pile driver get trample? Oh, the, uh, the the goblin, the battalion one, gives trample. Uh, 
Okay. Right, I think you sold I think me. red. I think red. You sold me on red. Yeah, I'm gonna go with red. It is red. Ooh, we got there. Jeez. <laughs> that. What was that white? It was like a two three or something that flipped into a five four with trample or something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Thraben something. All right. Uh, secondary at haste. Second. So red is primary. Green. Like uh, yeah. Like, uh, what's the two drop that was Strang- really good Strangle with Undying? Strangle Root. Okay, yeah. Let's go green. Wait, uh, so. Not white. Not white. White's not hasty. Black Blue's ever get not hasty. Black might. I'm trying to think of a hasty black creature. Uh, Bloodgast? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> that, that, that's not really haste. Uh, yeah, I think. I think green, right? What, what's another green hasty creature? Uh. Miss Cutter Hydra? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> okay, we'll go, we'll go with green. No, also, it's black. Like Blood Braid? It's black. Oh. What's a black hasty creature? I can't even think of one. I can't either. We're going to have to cheat and actually search. <laughs> uh, oh, Yeheni. Undying Partisan is one in standard. But... Is that the only <laughs> That's Skitherix, I guess. <laughs> Can gain haste. Oh yeah, Skitherix. Uh, I don't know Black about this. Black Goblin, <laughs> Blighted Bat, Bloodgast. Okay, so there's some ish. I l- I like Miscutter Hydra. <laughs> it is. It does have haste. I guess Unearth gives you haste. That's true. Gorio's Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> that gives haste. Alright, alright, alright. Black it is. Alright. Secondary at vigilance. Um <laughs> Blue <laughs> So white's primary, not red, not black. Green. There's a bunch of random green stuff with vigilance. Okay. I'm gonna go green. Yeah, green. Green. Like Rurikthar and Mantis okay. Rider. Wait, what is Mantis Rider? Jeskai? Oh, yeah. wait, okay, that doesn't that doesn't help. There was like, yeah, there was a limited card that was like a five five or a four four for five yeah. that had vigilance. Okay, green. Yeah, green. All right, green is right. What kind of creatures can green destroy? White and red creatures, blue and black creatures, attacking and blocking creatures, artifact and flying creatures, tapped creatures or tapped and enchanted creatures. Uh. I think it's got to be flying and artifacts, like plummet and all the random artifact destruction. What about attacking and blocking? Who who does that? I think a white. That's white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Primarily blue, blue and black <laughs> from the old color pie. Possible. I, those <laughs> I didn't even really think about because they just <laughs> don't do too much of that. But maybe. <laughs> but we're not bringing green elemental blast into <laughs> into the picture here. Uh, okay, so artifact creatures and flying. Wait, have we ever destroyed an artifact creature, though? Only artifacts in general, right? But, I mean, technically. Okay. Still the best answer, I think. Uh, and it is correct. Which of the following mechanics is not an ability word? <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Awakened, landfall, know. delirium, morbid, hellbent. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Awaken? Because it has a mana cost? Okay. I'll 
I'll agree because I have no idea. <laughs> Land word is definitely a keyword. Delirium is definitely a keyword. Morbid and hellbent are keywords. Okay, let's let's go with it. <laughs> let's go with awaken then. Which of the following? Awaken. Awaken. It is. Why doesn't common often have seven mana instants or sorceries? I didn't know this. It makes math too hard. Common creatures need to be more expensive than the instants and sorceries. It's too complex for beginners. It's they're too hard. They are too hard to design. It is too impactful for a common. It's gotta be the uh, last one, right? Yeah, I would assume they're yeah, just too too swingy. I mean, the last one was like scour from existence or whatever. Yeah, and, that, and makes that sense. was that was like single target removal. Well, I guess it was colorless. Colorless is what made it really high. All right, too impactful is correct. Which world has the most expansion set on it? Dominaria, Zendikar, Innistrad, Ravnica, Mirrodin. Well, Zendikar, Innistrad, Ravnica, Mirrodin all have two. I actually don't know how many expansions are on Dominaria, do you? Like, weren't all of them before? All the old ones? All of them that are not the ones, you know. Okay, yeah, it's gotta be, I mean, as long as it's more than two blocks. It's gotta be Dominaria, Dominaria, so yeah. Yeah, it is Dominaria. A linear mechanic is one that encourages players to build around a specific aspect. Which of the following mechanics is least linear? Transform, Delirium, Morph, Energy, Rally. <laughs> what does Rally do again? Is that um, is that when an ally enters, triggers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the forgettable BFC <laughs> mechanics. Yes, it is. So that requires a specific tribe. Energy is very linear. Delirium. Delirium requires the graveyard to be full. What about Morph? So it's between Morph and Transform. I guess... Transform is less linear because it's on non-creatures and Morph is only creatures. Does that even make sense? No, because we play Singleton Morph cards like Dead Protector and <laughs> we play Singleton Transform cards like Delver. Yeah, but Transform is like on enchantments now and artifacts when Morph is only... Isn't it only creatures or no? Yeah, but why do you build around anything? Do you build around Search for Escanta or do you just slam it in your deck? <laughs> Same with... I think... I think Morph one, is more linear. It's gotta be one of those two. Because you want multiple Morph creatures to confuse your opponent. Ah. Whereas if you only have one, everyone knows what it is. Even though we did that anyway, we just played Den Protector. Everyone knows it's Den Protector. <laughs> and That's a good argument. But I, okay. I think Morph. Okay, I'll... Oh, wait, wait. How about Transform? Because you need to play Instance or have Mana Sync so that your thing actually transforms. So, for example, with the new lands, you have conditions which you need to build around, like attacking with creatures and stuff. The old ones, you needed to actually take a turn off. Hmm. I think transform. <laughs> I've changed my answer to transform. Is is the most linear or the least linear? Oh wait, wait. That's that would be the most linear. No wait. Yeah. So morph is the least linear then. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well. Yeah. Morph. All right. It's transform. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got down to the correct two. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand why it's, you you need to build around your conditions to transform. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> All right, which of the following formats can't the card Power Conduit from Mirrodin be played in? What? <laughs> Commander, Legacy, Vintage, Modern, Popper. Oh well, it's an uncommon, so I guess Popper. Trick question. Do you know the rarity of power conduit? Is actually what that's asking. <laughs> is that is that really? Does does it have any tricky text? What does it even do? Uh, 
two mana artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on something or a charge counter on something. Okay. So popper? Yeah, I mean, it's legal in every other Wait, format. Does this mean so. recognizes popper? Kinda. It's here. <laughs> Apparently. It's in, it's in our quiz. But it's on Moto, so they recognize it on Moto. All right, Seth. Last stretch. Three more questions. I'm about to die here. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following is the most important reason that some cards' mana costs are higher than others? To encourage players to put more lands in their deck. To make the cards different, higher costs are a hint to new players that cards are more powerful, Some pe- so that people will play them later in the game, to encourage players to splash an additional color. Well, splashing doesn't make any sense, because <laughs> it has nothing to do with colors. I don't know why they care about the number of lands in decks. I mean, I guess it forces you to play them later. I guess that's literally what a higher mana cost yeah, does. Etherworks Marvel would like a word. <laughs> <laughs> Emrakul and Delirium and... Yeah, I, I think... Because ex- <laughs> expensive isn't necessarily more powerful, so I think it's got to be that one. Yep, I think it's so you play them later. Uh, that is correct. Which of the following is the most important reason for the color pie to exist? It allows a wide variety of costs... It increases the number of distinct cards that can be designed. It expands the color palette usable in the art. <laughs> it adds more <laughs> symbols to the game. It encourages deck and gameplay diversity. It's got to be diversity. Yeah, diversity. Uh, correct. I, I, I wanted to go with color palette. <laughs> color pie is like a literal thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following effects... In is designed allowed to use on a standard legal blackboarded card. Making a choice secret from the other players, affecting a future game with the same opponent, rolling a six-sided die, having a card coexist in more than one zone, putting a card in your hand you do not own. Are any of these allowed in standard? So one I know there's is. no there's no <laughs> die rolling, I know that. Affecting a future game with the same opponent? That's definitely not allowed. Like, oh, next time you play, you start with extra life. Wait, 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 wait. But what about Karn? But that doesn't impact... That just restarts the same game. Oh, it's the same game. It's not a future game? Okay. It's not a future game. Having a card coexist. What does that even mean? I guess, like, somehow it's in your battlefield and the graveyard or exile zone. Like, you rip it in half and got part... Do we have... We don't have cards that do that, right? I don't think we have cards that do that, period. Yeah. Putting a card in your hand that you don't own. That's probably a no-no, right? Yeah, I think that's, like, so you don't accidentally steal your opponent's cards. Just forget about them. Making a choice secret from other players... I'm trying to think of an example of what... I know that that's a, a thing in Magic, like that commander cat thing where you choose a player. Oh, yeah. But I I can't think of a standard card that does that. But maybe it's, like, allowed, even though they haven't done it yet? That one seems the most it black seems the most likely. to me. Yeah. Because I think, like, all the other ones are seem like they're exclusively silver-bordered mechanics. I me. thought you could put a card in your hand you don't own. You can with some of the unstable cards. I thought, like, in Commander we've actually done it. No? Like, some of the old cards, you, you would think it's, like, you own, but it's not. It's you control, and it goes to your hand somehow. But, I don't think you can. Well, you can maybe. because you can't shuffle, right? Because they're, Because if you do that and you wheel or something... You can't then shuffle. you have your opponent's card in your deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so secret choice? I'm going to go with secret choice. 
even though I can't think of a standard card that does it. No, you can, like, choose... There must be a card where you choose a card from the library and exile it face down and cast it. Oh, I guess, like, Ganti. Yeah. Like, you, you choose yeah, a card yeah, and yeah. exile... Okay, all right. Then Secret Choice, yeah. I didn't think of Ganti yep. as fitting that, but it does. Secret Choice. Last question. You're designing a card with converted mana cost of 10. Which of these cards is least is it least likely to be? Creature, instant, artifact, sorcery, enchantment. I actually... I'm pretty sure I know this mathematically, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's instant. There's less 10 mana instants than anything else. Why? Uh, I learned this when I was trying to play... <laughs> oh, what was it against the odds card? It lets you cast a... What was the card? I can't think of it now. I played... I can't even think of it. I played Searing Winds, because it was the most powerful, expensive instant, <laughs> and I needed an instant for some reason. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's instant. All right, instant is the right answer. Seth, wow. we've done wow. it. After, oh after doing this for, like, two hours total, do you want to work for Watsy and do this your entire life? <laughs> <laughs> there was a reason I did not actually sign up for the Great Design Search. And I think this test was, oh, man. There were so many gray area questions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it requires very specific. I guess, I guess if we had to do this and we had to get it right, some of the questions we struggled on would be very easy. Because you can just actually just search Gatherer to see, you know, which color has the, the least common or most common of some number, whatever. So those That's ones are true. pretty easy to just do. So maybe it's not as hard as it was because we're, we're kind of doing it blind. That's a good point. I think if you were actually researching it, even some of the more complicated ones, if you did some research, it would probably be pretty easy. So it's almost like, are you willing to spend the time to look all this yeah, stuff up? Yeah, because you can search like how many green vigilance creatures there are or whatever. Or you can search, you know, you can search all those things up. So maybe it's not that bad. I think some of them were still tricky, but we probably did make it harder than it was by just doing it blind. Yeah. Uh, after doing this, what do you think the odds are that Lantern Control will be banned? <laughs> it's, it's the, the only saving grace is it's not in standard, so I'm hoping that maybe Modern runs on different rules yeah. <laughs> than than this, but if it was in standard, 100%, they wouldn't let it happen. I agree with you, but some of these were over overreaching like tournament play related i mean because clearly we have a lot of old cars that that just violate their design principles we have like humility blood moon and snaring bridge rituals all that stuff would not be allowed in standard they're allowed in modern today so it seems like modern gameplay can be the wild west but when it starts impacting things like tournament times play your fun stuff like that i think watsy might care of it so well it's kind of funny because that's the same thing we said last week when we talked about the pro tour stuff is that was the best argument if you're going to argue for banning lantern it's that it slows down the tournament too much and that stuff not that it's necessarily too powerful for modern yeah so maybe maybe i think that we will already know the answer to this by the time this podcast goes live <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I mean, designers have it rough. You got to know a lot about magic. But then again, I guess it's I, not that bad as kind of just laymen who enjoy the game. We got most of it right. And if we if we actually spent, you know, maybe an additional 20 minutes to do the research, I think we could have gotten, I think we might have been able to pass. If you needed 73 <laughs> out of 75, I think we're pretty close. After doing it, though, I don't even know if I'd want to pass. I think <laughs> I would I would have way more fun. I do have way more fun playing magic with magic cards than making magic cards. I don't would you even like it? Do you think you'd enjoy 
doing this all day every day? No. But- I mean, I guess it would be cool to be like, oh, I made that card. That was one of my designs. But the actual process of getting there, it doesn't seem that enjoyable to me compared to like, hey, I'm recording against the odds. This is just super fun. It's like when people want to be a video game tester, they think they just get to play the game like they would at home and be done with it. But that's not what actually happens. You just play (laughs) like the same five minute segment over and over and over again for like two weeks. And that is probably not fun. So playing magic is fun. Making magic cards like seriously is probably not so much fun. Yeah, it's probably I I agree. (laughs) It seems like a lot of work. Plus, I I don't know about... I don't know, like, I asked this in the original podcast where we started the Great Designer Surge. Do you think they want sheep who come in and follow kind of the principles they've set forth? Or do you think they want people to come in and say, no, I think green should have flying or, or whatever, something like that. Green does have flying, but, you know, they, they want to this, break the mold of what they created today. This test was pretty sheepy. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, it felt pretty sheepy. Like, they just want you to get the right answer and there's definitely a right answer so it didn't seem like it seemed like the essay questions maybe rewarded creativity uh creativity and outside the box thinking a little bit but this one it's pretty black and white just like get the right answer know enough about magic yeah so i don't know how to how to put those two things together to tell what they're looking for but if i assume if you were too creative and outside the box there's no way you would get 73 right on this this question yeah quiz uh, and doing this really makes me want kind of a time spiral set or something. Just like bring back all the old broken things <laughs> that you're not allowed to do anymore for one last hurrah or something. Oh, that would be so awesome. Maybe Dominaria is it. Our, that question about like swords or counter spell or lightning bolt, just all of them. <laughs> we get them all. That's the correct answer. Yeah, I, I would normally laugh at that, but we did get Fatal Push. We did. And that's, I mean... It is kind of close to Swords-ish. The closest we've been in a long time, at yeah, least. It's conditional, but the condition is pretty pretty relaxed. Like, there is downside, but most of the time, it's it's not that bad, given all the creatures we play. So maybe we do have hope for Swords. I would be down. I think it would be fun. Yeah. All right, Seth. I think that wraps up our great designer search. I don't think I'm ever going to do this again. <laughs> Great uh, Designer Search me, 4 will have either. to go on without us. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of episode 160 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard, thanks for hanging out. It's always a blast. Always a fun time, Seth, getting all the design questions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks to everyone for listening. So again, let us know your answers or how you did if you already took the questions in the comments. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week with a return to normal fish mail and all that. So this is episode 160 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast, signing out.